We have two big major things we need to talk about, and those are inflation and energy. Let's start with inflation. Uh, we talked about yesterday how there were a lot of compelling arguments as to why inflation may be transitory, but despite those arguments, we couldn't get any sort of solid agreement with them. However, we could get solid agreement with the notions that inflation would not be transitory, particularly the increase to the money supply, the low interest rates. These are very strong inflationary forces. However, we also have labor shortages and product shortages to exacerbate those monetary um, effects on inflation. So it was a perfect storm for inflation. And today we got some data that seems to have taken the market by surprise and is taking the market media by storm. Um, Rick Santelli of CNBC says this is probably, could be one of the worst bond auctions he's ever seen. And let's remember, bond auctions offer a yield. They offer a return. However, that return right now is well below the rate of inflation. So you're arguably getting a negative real return when considering inflation. It's no coincidence then that it's the worst bond auction he's seeing. So we take a lot of cues from the bond market. The bond market is actually bigger than the stock market. There's a lot of banks involved, governments involved. They've got the best data. So when the bond market is telling us something, we listen and more so than when the stock market and speculators and GameStop people are telling us something. It doesn't matter as much versus the bond people. So today's bond action, I find quite interesting. Um, however, I'm not all in on the hyperinflation camp. You know, Jack Dorsey obviously has a lot of very valuable data uh, and he's in that camp. I believe inflation is going to continue and we are positioned for inflation to continue but I'm not ready to put my nuts on the line and say hyperinflation yet, say exacerbated inflation yet, say the need for currency change inflation yet. The, I, the way I see it, they could, they being the Fed, they could stop the inflation tomorrow. They still have the tools and the ability to do that. Will they? Absolutely not, because it will be quite detrimental to the economy. They can increase interest rates dramatically, um, and that will stop all borrowing, that will stop the flow of capital and cash out of the Federal Reserve, kind of, you know, they're starting to taper that down, but then loaning to banks, banks loaning out money, getting spent and circulating and creating inflation, that could be lowered and cooled. However, that would cause economic pain, and they're saying today it's still too premature to increase rates. However, that's likely to occur. Okay. We're definitely seeing inflation. The jury is still out uh, on whether or not that will be hyperinflation or just inflation. And the jury is still out on what's going to happen to stop it because no one really wants to see this except us because we are positioned for this. And we're going to get into that in a second. We're okay with what's happening. But the people who are pulling the levers are not okay because they are proving themselves incorrect. They said this wouldn't happen and it's currently happening and it's accelerating. This is the highest read of all the reads we've seen. And this is a year, another important thing. This is a year on year read. Um, 
So this is, you know, November, right? This is last year, November. All right, vaccines coming up. The real jump should have been what we saw in like March, April, and maybe May. This is November. The vaccine got pushed in January. It was actually like a year ago today when they said, all right, the vaccine's approved. So we're up at the highest rate of inflation seen in 30 years on what was probably one of the more stronger months of last year. In addition, up 0.9% over last month. That's quite substantial. Uh, I would say overall, these inflation numbers are strong, but between 1961 and 1981, we saw 7% inflation. We're not there yet. So we're not in unprecedented territory yet. It's just not good. You know, it's not what we want to see. It's not what the Fed said we were going to see. It's not what a lot of Wall Street said what we were going to see. Over here, we did believe something like this was going to occur. And this is basically in line with what we're, we expected. We expected inflation, not German hyperinflation. You know, if the, if the lockdowns continued to now, yes, we would see that because productivity would be close to zero. We're farther away from zero. We're much more recovered. So it's unlikely that we're going to see German hyperinflation. And I'm just going to get into that for a second, then we're going to go to energy. So the most comparable to like a developed nation where hyperinflation has occurred is the German Weimar Republic before Hitler took power and caused Hitler to come in, etc. What happened there? The French and the Belgians uh, got one World War I reparations payment, but didn't get their second. So they came into Germany and occupied the mines and means of production. And Germany said, don't go to work. We're going to pay your wages. Very similar to what happened early in the lockdowns. Don't go to work. We're going to pay your wages. However, um, that alleviated the Germans. It did not alleviate. The French continued to occupy. The Germans kept paying and paying and paying. Next thing you know, you had hyperinflation. So we've gotten off that. We've ended the stimulus. But inflation is a lagging indicator. We've only ended some of the stimulus. Let me take that back. We only ended some. We ended the helicopter money. But the Fed is still pissing money, uh, a lot of money, to the tune of 120 billion, and it's going to be 100, then 80, then 60, etc. Not crazy low, but still, you know, it's still a lot of money. Um, and then we're about to get another trillion dollar infrastructure package. So what we're seeing now is like the beginning, and now we're like not in the beginning. Now we're kind of like what we saw in like June, July ish of last year, but we've been stimulating up until today and we're going to stimulate again on monday so this is i'm expecting this to go on for several more months it's not gonna fall down right we've done the monetary stimulus you can watch any sort of or take any economics class and you will see when you increase the money supply inflation occurs and that's what we're doing so and wages are going up so that means, you know, people at the bottom, raise them, you raise prices, you raise costs, etc. That's just the way it is. However, this is, you know, you can go through all the videos. We, we make videos every day. You can go through the videos. We talk about these phenomenons quite regularly. So we're very well prepared, even though we're down today. We're going to talk about the energy thing. However, first, let's just go broadly. What can make money during inflation Stocks that simply can adjust with inflation. I actually believe inflation 
is going to be a lift all boats event for, for stocks. Maybe not Smile Direct Club. I have a big Smile Direct Club. According to the earnings call, it's going to be a couple more quarters for them. Still going to hold that stock. Um, but things like mining companies, we see the prices steal up. And it's no surprise, the price of a company like Cleveland Cliffs is up. They're able to adjust costs, adjust sales prices for inflation. A while ago, last summer and throughout, we made a comparison of what has been happening in the housing market and how that can translate to other areas of the stock market and the economy, et cetera. So in the housing market, we've been seeing inflation for a long time. We saw very quickly an increase in the price of land, an increase in the price of um, lumber, an increase in the price of labor. So we saw an increase in the price of input costs, which is important and is concerned for those who think inflation is not going to be bullish for stocks. However, we then also saw an increase in the price of the final good of the real estate was went up. However, we saw the strongest market for real estate we've seen possibly ever, if not in a very long time. So we had an increase in prices across the board and we had an increase in the strength of the market. I think a similar phenomenon is likely to happen in the economy and in the stock market. The unemployment rate's rather low. Um, there's been a lot of stimulus, consumer balance sheets are quite strong, and consumer spending is quite strong, despite the inflation. In addition, we're going to see additional stimulus. There's an infrastructure package coming out. It's going to be quite nice, I assume. So I'm not saying, I don't think inflation's a doomsday situation. I think inflation is a lift all boats for all assets, most assets type of situation. And over here, we're asset buyers. Stocks are assets. We're not, you know, rat race, trying to buy like the next BMW, but we like our BMWs, but we're not worrying about that, okay? So we can take a deep breath. Some people I've been at, have asked me today, is the stock market inflated? You know, is this inflation in the stock market's inflated? Uh, that's my answer to that. I think the stock market can do well with continued inflation, which I expect to continue. Now, energy stocks, hold up. That is like Cleveland Cliffs. That's a commodity, but that's down today. Why is that down on inflation? I refer you to our October 27th video, and you can go to past oil inventory data videos, which came out today, um, and causes the price of oil to fall, and then subsequently oil stocks, which are correlated to the price of oil to fall as well, and get my my opinion on what it was then, what it has been in the past, and what it is today, oil inventories. This is a backwards looking piece of data that in my opinion does not matter. Um, we know oil inventories fluctuate. Consumption fluctuates to some extent. Supply seems rather fixed. In my opinion, this is not indicating that there's like a massive glut of oil. That's not the case. No one is saying that's the case. The White House probably knew this data yesterday. However, yesterday they were calling on OPEC to increase production. If we were concerned, if we believed that the price of oil was gonna fall, we wouldn't, he wouldn't be doing anything. He wouldn't be talking about it. He would just be letting it fall, saying, I'm, it's gonna come down, it's gonna come down. Trust me, trust me. 
okay? But uh, he's not saying that. He's asking OPEC to increase production. This inventory data, in my opinion, does not matter. Last time it came out, the next day oil was up. We never really went back down again until today. And that's it. We're gonna see what happens. I'm not concerned. We're like still above 80. It's, it's really nothing. If you know, you ask me, it's a buying opportunity. I think that is prevalent throughout the market today, buying opportunity. I'm pretty much all in. Uh, my cash is deployed. However, if I had cash, I would be deploying it uh, on a day like today when stocks when stocks are down. If there's something you like and it's down 4% today, I'll take a nibble at that. Um, finally, there is an area of the market that may not benefit so much from inflation, but it possibly can. Um, where it remains to be seen. However, we don't have exposure there except for one name. I'm just going to let you know. Technology stocks have historically not done well in rising inflation environments. They are considered long-term assets, as are bonds. Bonds are considered long-term assets. Energy is a short-term asset, produces a lot of cash, can adjust, not affected negatively, not competing with bonds and technology stocks for long-term dollars. As inflation occurs, and as the Fed begins to tighten, and as what's going to happen happens, interest rates are going to rise. That means the total return of a bond in nominal terms is going to go up. Now, does this hand look as attractive if this one's going up? Not necessarily. So as bonds rise, yields rise, people are going to question, why am I still taking all this risk when I can just take less risk and go over here? Just something to think about. Um, the only mega cap tech stock I have is Meta, and we're questioning that right now. Um, but I, I, it's the best priced one, and I, I do believe in the metaverse, so we're owning it. Um, but the rest, highly questionable, quite expensive. Dan Niles has made very good points on Apple, and let me let me just say, let me just say, we love Apple. Using an iPhone, have an iPad really want the new macbook pro you get the deal okay they make great products but the stock is kind of expensive and the sales were declining before corona that took everyone's eyes off the ball corona they did well in corona now we're getting back to normal are their sales going to decline again if they do look at that will be an issue and that is what i'm concerned about with tech that with inflation rising bonds so i'm only buying tech that i believe can 10x that i don't care where it goes right now that is a true next level like genetic engineering crispr companies type of thing that's what i'm willing to hold right now with regards to tech other than that it's mining companies energy and random things here and there so that's the deal that's today don't panic stay informed like and subscribe. And until next time, peace out.